When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harlan versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Yeah. Harlan versus Joe sponsoring you now? Uh, I'm over. It's brought to you by Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three on ESPN, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. If you want amazing breakdowns of sports, life, and betting, tune in to the best show on ESPN Radio. Excuse? How much wow. does that cost? Uh, $20 and first dibs on any merch. That's all you cost? People you gotta start, get you gotta in gotta great. Start wow. You gotta start somewhere. Okay. So $20 somewhere. a day? It's super easy. To I'm get sure our sales it. staff loves that pricing. $20 for 10 minutes? Seems like a fair deal. It's called being shrewd. It's understanding your market. It's understanding your opportunities when you have them and seizing, capitalizing like a cat, and let jumping me, right on it. Let me tell you this, too. Pat Costello, you raise your rates. We're with you. You oh, did yeah. a hell of a job. I will give Pat happily a couple of points on the merch on the back end. Yeah. That's right. Pat, Pat. if Pat's rates go up, we're with them. We're one of his first clients, and we were very satisfied with that performance. Well, but you know what this was? As I said to him this morning, this was proof of concept. Yeah. And- that concept was proven. So, Costello, mm, you're one of us, buddy boy. Next up, 50 bucks, and we're going to tattoo your back. <laughs> You'll have to pay for the tattoo, but you can write that off as a business expense. I got to tell you, if Pat tattooed our logo on any part of his body, I would pay for that. And now we've got ourselves a radio bit. <laughs> Everybody's got a price, as Ted DiBiase used to say. Everybody's got a price. What is Costello's price for that? Handman, what's your price for that? A C versus J tattoo. You can pick the body part. Yeah, we'll let you do the shortened version of the... Yeah, you don't have to do Carlin you know, versus way, Joe. You can come up with two prices, though, if you like. Yeah. Carlin versus Joe, fully elongated. That would probably be something that you would be able to charge more for. Uh, your yeah, thoughts? This is going to be the, good. Is my mom would kill me a cop out here? Uh it is when you're an adult. I mean, no, but <laughs> hey, if that's how you want to spend your time on air, you go ahead and spend your time on air like that. My mom would kill me? Well, that's just my cop out. I don't want to get a tattoo, so. Speaking okay, so why don't you just say that then? Yeah. Why do you need a cop out? Just be like, I'm not interested, and then we'll move on. I'm all Did ears. Did you think we were going to force you into it? I'm what all is, ears. You know. You're in? You might. Yeah. How sure. much? Uh I'm going to go like the Jeff Fiegel's Eli Manning number route. I want you to pay for my vacation. So I'm going to go on vacation with my wife. You guys pay for the whole vacation. I send you a bill afterwards, and then I get the tattoo. No, 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 no. no. There's, there's too much up for grabs there. First off, where's the you vacation? You like ambiguity? No, I don't. <laughs> I've made that quite clear. Is it Ocean City, New Jersey, or is it the Maldives? Those are two very different price uh, options. I would, I would probably say Tuscany. Tuscany? You've already been to Italy. Yeah, but I haven't been to Tuscany. And I'm okay. sure my wife would love to go there. And I'm sure. The whole world's at your disposal. You want to go back to a country you were just in? Listen, yes. have you been to Italy? With you guys paying? Yeah, I've been I to Italy. My own it's time awesome. The first time. Yeah. I'd imagine it's not the only awesome place on planet Earth. Maldives sounds nice. It does I, sound nice. I would love to go back to Italy on your guys' dime. That's the biggest difference. I went on my own dime. It's a little different. It's a nicer dime. Mm, not that much nicer. Not, not that much. I mean, maybe we, you know. Anyway, that's the deal. Depends on how I do this weekend. That's the deal. We'll Last talk, night didn't go well. We'll talk Monday. All right.
They have courtyards over there? Courtyard by Marriott? Do they have that over there? Yeah, I think they have points. Right on Lake Como. I enjoy a good courtyard. I've stayed in many of them. See, they this are, is why I'm out. You guys would just, you know, put us in crappy hotels. No, first of all, Again, courtyard, you, up, courtyard by Marriott, not a crappy hotel. Do you not understand what a negotiation is? Or do you just operate on two wildly different ends of the spectrum and that's just how you live your life? If you came in and negotiate for a nice hotel, we're open to discussions. Have we said no to anything right now? We're two guys that rarely say no. Look at him. How often temporary is he saying tattoo? no? What, When's the last time I said no tattoo? to no, it? Temporary, like what? Like one of those Hannah tattoos? Yeah. Get the hell out of here with that. Nothing. You pay us. Like you're a, a mid-20s single girl going to a wedding? You pay us because you get to tell people you work on this show temporary tattoo you go you go permanent we talk real business this is open all producers and board ops let us know your pricing we might be able to figure something out here i don't think there's a mite about it we we can figure something out here you're gonna there's someone here that's 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 jammed up we got to find who's jammed up (laughs) and we'll be able to have a nice little conversation i'm watching someone around here i know what it's like to be jammed up i was at my thinnest once and everyone's like oh you must be working out can't really afford food no it's that's (laughs) I know what it's like to be jammed up. I'm watching The Americans right now, which is a series about the Russian spies back, you know, 10, 12 years ago, whenever it was on. Recent. I'm sure everyone's interested in your takes. Well, no, but just all of that. It went off the air a decade ago. Why are you watching that? Because I never watched it the first time around. But more than anything, the spies always try to figure out how to find people who are jammed up. They use it against them. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. What would you think about The Sopranos ending? You know what? You're the worst. You're just the worst. You started it. I, I was just making a correlation to you talking about people being jammed up and how we can get them to compromise themselves. I am a conversationalist. You start a conversation, I add and something to it. And then you just it. shut down my part of the conversation. Well, you mentioned something that a lot of people driving around don't know what the hell you're talking about. So we'll get some stuff in. Now, this is a guy right here, not a fan of the MASH ending. That's coming up in 15 minutes. <laughs> how MASH ended. It actually was a terrible ending. Who shot JR? The answer in 30 minutes. I never watched Dallas. Don't let that stop you from having an opinion on it, since we know where you stand on cheeseburgers. I did cry at the Cheers ending. I did cry at that. What were we aiming for? I don't know. Just out of curiosity. What was the aim for this particular moment in time for this radio show? Can Brock Purdy be the reason the 49ers win? Well, here's the thing. You guys are talking about No way about a quarterback could be the reason a team wins a Super Bowl. No, not, not ever. That seems that seems highly unlikely given all of history. Well, this is this is why it is odd that I feel this way, but I do feel this way. If there's one thing that's going to surprise me in this game, it would be that Brock Purdy would be the MVP of oh, this yeah? game. Who taught you that? Everybody loves Raymond? No. <laughs> I just knew there was one more joke there. <laughs> I knew there was at least one more on the thread. You know what? There's I didn't even t- hear. I didn't even hear what you're saying. I was so excited to get that out. I didn't hear a word of what you said. Here's a little tip: always leave them wanting more. Get out one early as opposed <laughs> yeah, to one that's late. The, that is the play. That is the play. All right, all right. I'm done with the jokes. You, you were saying something. <laughs> I don't know about something. So, uh, Where did this originally start, though? There's Brock, there's a reason Brock for this. Purdy. Canty again with the Canty. Like yes. this show is so. He had a hell of a day today, didn't he? He really did. All right. So, what the hell did he say about Brock Purdy? He Let's get said this out that of the if way. he were the four, if he were the Kansas City Chiefs, if he's Steve Spagnuolo, he would basically load up and take away Christian McCaffrey. The idea of what Bill Belichick would try to do to quote make you play left-handed. And his idea is if we load up and we take away McCaffrey and we try to make Brock Purdy beat us, 
we're going to win this game. Very confident that that being Didn't the you, case. Did you just want to play the audio of him saying all these things? I suppose we can. But you had taken up enough time. Feels like that's a great him. option. Rather than paraphrasing him, click the right mouse button one time and allow the world to hear him in his own words. Here's Canty's take on how Hill Street Blues ended. I actually think he's going to have to be because the Chiefs defense and Steve Magmolo, their defensive coordinator, they're going to take away the fastball, which is the running game around Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. So Brock Purdy is going to have to have productivity in the passing game. And with those receivers, there's no reason to think that he can't get it done because he's gotten it done all year long. One thing I will say is those corners from the Kansas City Chiefs are really, really good. But if the 49ers do win the Super Bowl, he's going to have to play a big role in doing that. So I'm going to say he can. Wow. Okay, so let's workshop this for a second. Spagnolo's decision is we're going to load up the box a little bit more than normal, and we're going to try to take Christian McCaffrey out of this game. Now, you're not going to eliminate him from the game, but you're going to limit him. You're going to find a way to limit him. As a result, you're going to expose yourself to the passing game. Now, you take Legereus Sneed, all-world corner, you put him on Brandon Ayuk, you neutralize him a little bit. So you've brought down the value of what McCaffrey can do by loading the box. You've brought down the value of what Ayuk can do by putting him one-on-one with your best corner. And now it's Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle versus the rest of what you've got on defense versus Patrick Mahomes on offense. Is that a winning strategy? Given what their past defense has been this year, I think it is. And wow. it scares me a little bit because I I love Kittle as a weapon, and I still feel like there are plenty of times where he is underutilized. Uh, and it's hard to really believe that to be the case, but the only reason he has been is because of everybody else that they have uh, to work with there. So if I'm Spagnolo, I would absolutely be on board with that. And if it's going to put me into third and long situations, consistently at least, on defense, that's going to give me a chance to do what I love to do, and that's blitz from unorthodox places, especially from corner, especially with Legereus Sneed. He loves to blitz Legereus Sneed. And so Ooh. Purdy, you know, offensive line aside, we talked about how this San Francisco offensive line is, is not great. They have uh, allowed more than their share of pressures this year, although the sacks are not off the charts against him. I trust Spags in this spot. And this is really what it boils down to for me. Spags against Shanahan on that front. I think Spags will get the better of Shanahan because of everything that we've talked about with Shanahan, the, the problems he's had in the past, and what Spags' history is with this team and in this game. That's the game. Spags neutralizes Shanahan. That's the game. That's checkmate. Yeah. Because on the other side of the equation, you got Reed and Nagy in the offense with Mahomes going against Steve Wilkes. The Niners aren't going to win that. The Niners might be able to put up a good showing defensively, but there's not a whole lot of reason to believe that. Baltimore went to their house and worked them. Green Bay put up a big first half on them. Detroit had no problem hanging a huge number against that defense. Problematic. Spagnolo's the X factor here. I, I think so. That game plan's fascinating because if you limit McCaffrey, you have so many people playing the over on his props and playing the MVP, thinking he's going to be the guy. You take him out of the game, and San Francisco doesn't have an answer. Oh, boy. Especially because you still have the way. I mean, you put it on Purdy. You basically take the sports radio topic in the NFL of the year, outside of everything Dallas Cowboys related, of course, and you make that the game. 
Purdy either comes away as the game manager who couldn't get it done and the Niners need to find a new quarterback next year, or Purdy is is God. There's really no in-between here. This is why I'm going to be surprised if Purdy is the MVP. And I know that sounds nuts, but that's that's just ABC's of me, baby. That's where I'm at. Having said all that, he'll come out and throw three first-half touchdowns, and this won't even be a game. Brock Purdy, 15 for 15, 240 yards, three touchdowns, all Super Bowl records for the first half as San Francisco annihilates. Here's Usher with the Halftime Show. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are nothing if not thorough. (laughs) Should you bet the over and under on the national anthem? An expert will join us next on that and give us their thoughts on the ending to Mad Men. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN <laughs> Radio, and on the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. He is one of the newest Hall of Famers. Got in this past year. He is absolutely one of the Cowboy legends of recent uh, years. And he is DeMarcus Ware, who joins us right now on ESPN Radio. DeMarcus, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh, we appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? Hey, thank you guys for having on, having me on this morning. How you doing? We're doing outstanding. And, you know, DeMarcus, first things first, just give me your read on the Cowboys of the last few years winning all these games as they have, but unfortunately coming up a bit short in the playoffs. How do you look at the organization right now? I look at the organization over the last three years as, they, you know, year one build, year two build, year three, okay, this right here is our year. And now it's like, okay, well, then you I mean, had what, over 12 game winning streak each one of those years. How are you going to get into the playoffs and, and make all of that, those accomplishments stick? And I think you go and rewind the tape, and it's not about the season, it's about the offseason. Um, when it doesn't matter, when you have guys that need to come into the meetings, when it doesn't matter. When you have guys that need to be in the facility working out, when it doesn't matter. When you have guys, the leaders on the team, that are showing up and telling and and really mentoring the guys that are going to come, the number two guys, how are you going to build those guys up and build a motto and a mantra that's going to stick when it doesn't matter? And those are the times in which now, this offseason, 
you look at these three years and you say, how do we now change our off season to be able to sustain when it matters? And I think that's where everything is missing at is when it when the season is going on, everything is good. But what can you grab out of that bag when it's time to really show up? Meaning showing up in the off season when it don't matter and now showing up when it does matter in the playoffs. Um, I think that's that missing part, and that comes from the leaders, Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dak Prescott, just to name a couple of those guys. Dial in your offseason to make sure that it sticks in the postseason. You know, Demarcus Lawrence said this week that the team was actually tired in that playoff game against the Packers. With all the attention that's on the Cowboys, you're always constantly in the spotlight answering questions about the quarterback, the owner, everything else. How exhausting is that? How how is how much of that could come into effect when you're in a playoff game of that magnitude? Um, I look I look at it as in the offseason, again, I keep going back to the offseason, you're tired. You're working out the hardest. You're your your workouts and your practices should be harder than playing during the season. So when you think about the playoffs and when you say that you're tired, it goes back to you were tired during the off season. That's why during the season when it did matter, it really stuck and it hit a little bit. So um, when you have put in so much work, let's just say you put in a lot of work for 16, 18 games and – it goes down to one game that matters. Nothing matters anymore. I'm not tired anymore because all the work's been put in. The tenacity that I'm bringing to the game is going to be 100. There, there, there is no on-off switch. It's going to be on. No matter how much I hurt, no matter how what I feel like, It none of the stuff matters anymore. It matters all about this one game and, and, and sort of emptying the, the bucket for your team that game. All right, we want to get down to business, all right? Enough of the Cowboys. You came on with us not too long ago after you sang the national anthem at the Hall of Fame game. You did a beautiful job. You did it in two minutes and 23 seconds. We're asking that specifically because the national anthem for the Super Bowl for Reba McIntyre is at about 90 and a half seconds. You know we like to bet those over-unders, DeMarcus. We like to bet those over-unders. So what would happen to you on this stage? You've done it before. Would you speed up or slow down if you were doing this for the Super Bowl? I wouldn't really have to speed up because I found out that there is a time clock. Not a time clock like the, the player's clock when I'm trying to sack the quarterback, but the time clock of media they say, Demarcus, you have this amount of time, and we're going to go through the flyover. We're going to go through the commercials. We're going to go through everything that it has that has to be done to make sure everything fits into this time slot. So that 90 seconds that she's going to have, oh, she's going to stick to that 90 seconds because this is an even bigger platform that she's going to have to perform on. And, um, yeah, I, I was longer. I had to slow down because I'm not a professional. But she is a professional, and she's going to have it dialed in. Okay, uh, but you know, analysis. I mean, can you admit at this point that perhaps you took the long way home a little bit? Listen, ain't there, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but I, but I People want to hear. I finished, so baby, hey, I, I finished that thing. Well, that was one of the most, oh man, eye-opening experiences I've ever done in my life. I don't care if it was Dancing with the Stars or anything else, or even playing in the Super Bowl. Being singled out and singing that national anthem in front of all those Hall of Famers and, and the world, I can't even describe to you what that feeling was like. 
and I had to slow down to make sure that I got it right. Well, listen, the camera's on you. Slowing down to make sure that you got it right was fine, but let's call it what it is. You also slowed down to make sure you, that they knew you were there. For sure. I had, to, I, had to have, I had to let them feel my presence. Marcus, it was a preseason game. Your song was the best part of the whole thing. You knew that football wasn't going to be any good. All right, now, here's what I'm also interested in. You're one of 40 celebrities from sports and entertainment participating. Second annual Invited Celebrity Classic. Speaking about being out in front of them, nationally televised PGA Tour Champions competition in April at Las Colinas in Dallas. Tom Brady, last week at Pebble Beach, topped a ball on the tee in front of a camera, and that's Tom Brady. <laughs> Tell me about the pressure involved here. Man, golf could be one of the most humiliating sports you can ever play because you can get beat by anybody, but also you can play as well as you want to. And, and it's, it is awesome because I get to play in this invited uh, um, celebrity classic, and it's going to be so many fans there. It's actually free. Um, and um, you, oh, you, you, you there for the ride? <laughs> but, <laughs> Love to. Yeah, but no, man, it, it, it's cool um, to be out there with all the, the PGA Tour guys and you know other athletes like Smoltz and just the name DJ Singh. And uh, this is the third year they raised over five hundred thousand dollars in the last past two years, and it's getting bigger. So, and this that's my home course uh, at Los Colinas Country Club. So I look forward to. Um, getting this thing rolling again, raising some money for the community because that's what it's about, and it's free. So you can go online, um, go to invitedcelebrityclassic.com, uh, and you know just get a free ticket, come and show up, bring your family, and enjoy a great time. Hope you guys are out there too. Beautiful. Love to be. Beautiful. Uh, the, the best advice I ever got, aim left, swing hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. DeMarcus Ware, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes. Thanks, DeMarcus. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Tune into NBA action tomorrow night. The Warriors hosting the Suns. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Why are the Chiefs the underdog in Super Bowl 58? You will hear Joe's reason and Andy Reid's reason. That's after this from our friends at Indeed. It's the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates. There's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right from your employer dashboard. Next to hassle, start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. The Chiefs are in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. I mean, they should have all that attention. While we might be under the radar, I guess, to people on the outside, I think the Chiefs are very aware that we're not under the radar at all. When you look back on it, it was definitely a time of like, now or never, like, let's refocus, let's, let's get this thing going. But every journey is different, so it's definitely appreciated that we had to go through that. But it don't mean nothing if you don't come out of this uh, last game with a victory. With Mahomes' experience now, I mean, that's why no matter what type of game it is, whether it's low scoring, high scoring, whether they're struggling or not, I mean, they always have a chance. I have struggled with this all week long. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. I, we should give you a quick update here on a little bit of breaking news real quick. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. How about this? Chip Kelly, Christine had it in her update uh, apparently, according to reports, expected to leave UCLA to become the head or to become the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. The old give up the head coaching job at a power five to take an offensive coordinator job at another power five. Very interesting there. I'm going to tell you two things here that I can tell you. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tell you two things I can tell you. I got two things I can tell you right now. Two right things. Here. Okay. Johnny, two times. Get the papers. Get the papers. Exactly. Number one, UCLA clearly in a position here where they had gotten so sick and tired of him that they were helping to push him out the door in addition to him uh, wanting to get out of the situation. That is a mutual get out of our hair and we'll let you do it respectfully here, but we're not going to be on the hook for much. Put an egg in your shoe and beat it. Exactly. Number two. He wanted out, they don't have as much money as you think on the NIL front. And this is happening a lot. I don't know if we talked about this, but I know I talked about it this week uh, on one of the shows here. The fact that How many the, shows you do around here? About 15. Oh. Uh, I was on the morning show a couple times this week. I don't know if you saw. We sponsored a segment. It was brilliant radio. <laughs> you were off doing your thing, sitting and waiting for Hembo to wrap up on his part for his 20-minute segment on Greedy. Uh, the other part is this. NIL is going to be a major issue for the places that are not SEC powerhouses where everybody wants to throw money at everything that they can to win. In the places where you have a limited donor base and those guys are not terribly excited to do to go give money to something that A, is not going to have their name on it, B, is going to go into players' hands and in their minds, they're just throwing away money at that point and see no tax break no ah tax yes break. the old so tax chip, break so ucla not having as much money as you think and especially on the nil front i think that's a big reason why chip wanted to get out but i it, listen he obviously wanted to get back into the nfl 
because he interviewed with the Raiders, interviewed uh, elsewhere too. Commanders. Commanders, and then ends up here. Thing is, like, he's still in college. He's still got to deal with all that stuff, but Ohio State won't have a problem with it. It just won't be him that gets blamed. Exactly. Like, you take the stress off. It's like, all right, I can coach offense here, and the rest of this falls on someone else's plate from a stress perspective. All right. We'll see how it works. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Joe, this is what I have struggled with all week long. Only one thing. Really? Besides my weight. (laughs) Why are the Chiefs underdogs in this game? It's only a point and a half. I know. Not a big deal. The fact that they're underdogs in the game bothers me. I I feel like this game should be a pick 'em game across the board. Okay, great question, and I think there's a lot of people who have been asking this all week. I've, we've seen it all over TV, all over TV. How are the Chiefs underdogs? Did Vegas get it wrong? Let's start with this. Vegas did not get it wrong. Vegas doesn't make mistakes. They don't get it wrong on the biggest game of the year. Okay, yeah. this is a tried and true method. Honestly, the answer isn't nearly as exciting as a lot of people think it is. These teams, in the eyes of Vegas bookmakers, odds makers more specifically. These teams are power ranked. They all have a power number, right? So, for example, the Niners might have a power number of 96. The Chiefs might have a power number of 94. Two-point difference, two-point spread. San Francisco is your favorite. Bada-bing, bada-boom. We're in, we're out. It all comes down to the spreadsheet. Now, in the regular season, you'll have to account for things like injuries, uh, short week. You know, you're coming off the Monday night game. Extra rest. You might be coming off a bye week. Weather. Things like that. That'll be factored in. You'll look at the power ranking, you'll say two, and then it'll be like, yeah, but here's the thing. You got Buffalo as a two-point favorite, but they're coming off a bye and their opponent's coming off a Monday night. All right, we might want to move this up to three, three and a half. And they'll work through the process like that, and then they release the number. And once the number's released, the professionals, the market, will shape that number to what it will ultimately close at. They will move based on certain action, right? So what we saw was a number that was pretty much released at two based on the power numbers, San Francisco minus two. Some chief money came in to where it was moved as low as San Francisco minus one. At that point, you had a buy order on the San Francisco 49ers. So money came in on the Niners at one and one and a half. And now it's settling back at two across the market. And we're just waiting to see what happens next. We're not dancing around a key number like three or seven. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting in the range of one and a half at ESPN bet to as high as two and a half at some sharp Vegas books. It's all power numbers. They do not let the emotion get in the way. Okay. So Andy Reid was asked the same question this week. Why are the Kansas City Chiefs underdogs in the game? I understand why we're the underdog. I get that. We had some ups and downs during the season. Um I never feel like an underdog uh, going into a game, but um, I understand why uh, it's been situated that way, but it is. It's what it is. Well, I feel like this is, you know, just in terms of the emotion as we talked about. I need to take that out sometimes. Now, when you look at the Super Bowls in general, lately, it there's not really much that tells me anything about underdogs and how they've gone. I think the numbers, you know, underdogs since 2020, the last three years, 3-0 and against the spread. Okay. hey oh, dogs cooking. Two dogs on- cooking as of late. But, but again, that's in the game in general, mm-hmm. right? This is one that jumps out. No quarterback in the Super Bowl era has been better as an underdog than Patrick Mahomes. His record, 10-1-1 and against the spread, Nine and three straight up. 
the best mark of any quarterback to be an underdog at least five times in the Super Bowl era. 10-0-1 against the spread in road and neutral games in his career. I mean, that is barking at me right now. A lot of those are short spreads. For example, last week at Baltimore, we're sitting around four-ish. The week before that in Buffalo, we're sitting around two and a half, three-ish. That's not to discount what's happening here. It's not as if Mahomes finds himself routinely as a 13-point underdog no. and shocks the world. But as a dog, he performs quite well. What does that tell us? They're just consistently good. You don't really see a lot of bad games from them. When Kansas City and Mahomes are in the underdog role, it generally means they're in a very disadvantageous spot against a good opponent or in a similar spot situationally against a very good opponent. And they go out and they perform very well relative to the number. They're competitive all the way down to the end. The spots where you'll see them get beat up, the Denver game earlier this year, which was kind of surprising to some people. It's like, how did Denver beat these guys? They had just played a couple weeks prior. Denver gave them a game but couldn't do anything. A lot of times when you see divisional matchups on short turnarounds two to three weeks later, the team that lost the first one has a much better showing the second time out. I don't know what it is, but historically that has always looked very good. The quick turnaround spot. Um, but ultimately, Reed's thoughts, Mahomes' numbers, a lot of people are betting into that. A lot of people are saying Mahomes is a dog. He's been fantastic. I'm riding that trend. Just realize the bookmakers are aware of that. It's not as if they're asleep at the wheel with Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. They sit there, they make their number, and then they let the market shape it. They're confident in their number. Billy Walters, I know we've all heard of him, one of the most legendary sports bettors of all time. He's got a book out. He's been doing Radio Row in Vegas. He was asked about what he thinks about the Super Bowl. He made the number Kansas City minus two. He made it four points different than what you currently see. Wow. So Walters is firing between half a million and a million on the game. He wants to make it clear that's not considered a large bet for him. Not a large bet. He's going to make a medium-sized bet, he said. Medium-sized bet between half a mil and a mil on the Chiefs because he sees them as a two-point favorite. He has his power numbers, and this is what the professionals do. When their numbers differ from the Vegas numbers, that's when you strike. When your numbers are the same as the Vegas numbers, that's when you pass. Simple as that. Uh, what's Mickelson doing? I don't know what Mickelson's up to, but he's probably – well, he says he no longer has action. He says he's – didn't he say he's getting help? He's he's doing something like that. So I'm not really sure, but I know Mickelson has had some legendary hits, most notably yeah. uh, the Patriots, I believe, when they took out the greatest show on turf, and the Arizona Diamondbacks to win the World Series the year they took out the Yanks. Oh, wow. Luis Gonzalez, he had them there, and he had them at like 80-1 to 1 or 100-1. to 1. Well, but that's nice where all that stuff came from. Uh, yeah. Mickelson was from the Billy Walters book. Meanwhile, we have, of course, a little bit of pizza money. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Going to give you two Niner props here. Number one, Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards. Purdy has been running a lot more in the playoffs, and he's been doing it with success. When in doubt, young man, tuck it and run. It worked against Detroit. I think he'll be aggressive in this game. Remember, sacks, that yardage counts against your passing total, not your rushing total. So we need over 12 and a half rushing yards from Brock Purdy. We're also going to play a tackle prop. Charvarius Ward, Niner cornerback, under four and a half tackles. We've been talking about him all week. He's the top corner. He primarily plays the right side of the field. So if you're the Chiefs, send Justin Watson or Marquez Valdez-Scantling over there and just be done with it. Free up Rasheed Rice with a more favorable matchup on the left side. Ward's not going to see a lot of action over there. I don't see him getting a five tackle. So two more pizza monies with more coming. With more coming, we've got Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rushing yards, Charvarius Ward under four and a half tackles. And in moments, we will find out if other props, including Patrick Mahomes throwing an interception, is it a good bet or a bad bet? 
You will find out next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Carlin versus Joe, Super Bowl 58, pizza money, prop of the day. Pizza, pizza. Final two on the card. Let's swing for the fences. Chiefs wide receiver Rasheed Rice to score the first touchdown in the game at a price of 11 to 1. Kansas City has started fast this postseason. San Francisco has started slow. So I think the Chiefs score first in the game. Now on top of that, Charvarius Ward, top niner corner, plays the right side of the field primarily. If you're the... Kansas City Chiefs, send your lesser wide receivers over there, free up Rice on the left side. So that gives us a nice favorable opportunity at a price of 11-1. to Keep in mind, despite Travis Kelsey being the star of the offense outside of Mahomes, Rice led the team in red zone targets, red zone receptions, and red zone touchdowns this season. Very surprising to hear that note. So we're going to go Rice first TD at 11-1. to And then we're swinging for the fences. No sacks at all in the game, 40 to 1. Wow. This is courtesy of Seth Walder from ESPN Analytics Department. He was on ESPN Bet Live yesterday. By the way, ESPN Bet Live today, ESPN 2, 6 p.m. Eastern. We've also got an 11 a.m. Eastern show on Sunday to get you ready for the Super Bowl. He came on, he broke it down. The math made sense. We're taking a shot. 40 to 1. No sacks at all in the game. Those Love are the final two pizza monies for Super Bowl 58. Tune in NBA action Sunday. The Heat hosting the Celtics. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 1.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We've got the odds. Want a bet? Oh, great. Is it a good bet? I like those odds. Or is it a bad bet? Take my money. Take it off. All right. Little good bet, bad bet. We've got more of the more obscure props to throw at you and some not so obscure, but just we're going to find out if it's a good bet or a bad bet for Sunday. Our producer, Evan Wilner, will host this segment. Let's go. Hat tip to uh, Handman for helping me out with some of these. Outstanding, Handman. Outstanding work. So the Chiefs are 25-1 and over the last five years when they don't turn the ball over. Thanks to Canty for that stat this morning on Unsportsmanlike. So Patrick Mahomes over... A half a pick, minus 120. Do you think Patrick Mahomes will throw an interception in this game? Good bet, bad bet. Joe? No, he will not throw an interception. I'll go under. The only reason I'm going with that, that's a sharp play in Vegas. That That's it. I know some guys who are very much in tune with this. Mahomes has been very clean with the football. A lot of high percentage throws into the flat, short over the middle. You saw it in the Baltimore game. He's been very cold, very calculated, very, very good. I would say bad bet. If I was to make that bet, I would bet no interception for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I would agree 100%. Bad bet. I vote uh, that you would go in that direction just because I trust him. I trust him to not make the big mistake here. And the 49ers pass defense, not great. That is a bad bet. Next. 
All right, Debo Samuel wears number 19. Brandon Ayuk wears number 11. Brock Purdy wears 13. Patrick Mahomes wears 15. Isaiah Pacheco wears 10. Rasheed Rice wears 4. The reason I give all those numbers, the jersey number of the first touchdown scorer at under 22.5 pays minus 105. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Carlin? Oh, wow. Uh, I would say at minus 105, that's a pretty good bet. Who are you not getting there? You're not, You're not getting, getting Kelsey. McCaffrey, both tight ends. Uh, McCaffrey and both tight ends. That's uh, McCaffrey's yes. wearing 23? Yes. Okay. Both tight ends. Used to wear 22 in Carolina. That would right. Helped. You're not getting uh, Justin Watson. They probably Watson. would have adjusted the price. Check. You don't get yeah. use check? Yeah. Use check's 10 to 1. I didn't put that in pizza money, but I think use check scoring a touchdown is an interesting bet. You don't uh, get gray. You don't get Noah Gray exactly. I think that minus one hundred five. That's not bad. Oh, you don't get the backup quarterbacks. You don't get the offensive guards. Yeah, you get Jawan no, Jennings though. What number is he? Fifteen. You're talking about the under. Yeah, Dynamite drop in hand, man. All right, so we get Jawan Jennings. Jennings could make a couple plays in this game. All right, so what are you doing? Are you playing the under? You I like think minus one hundred five is a good bet. I, I'm, I would say if I had no other action. Good bet, I'd play it. I'm gonna say bad bet for me personally because I already have Rasheed Rice 11 to one. So maybe offset some of that a little bit. Play the other way. I go over and I come away with something perhaps. Now ultimately, Ayuk could score and then I lose both bets. So I probably didn't think that through the way I should have. All right, little self actualization realization right there from Joe. Kids, kids do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Uh, Reba McIntyre is doing the national anthem over 90 and a half seconds on the national anthem, Joe. Do we have any data points on her? This used to be the best bet in the business because on Friday or Saturday before the game, the person singing the anthem would do three to five rehearsals in the stadium. Someone in the stadium would time them, relay them to someone in the gambling community, and then we would all get those numbers and we'd hammer the books. Biggest bet I had ever won up until that point in my life was the under on Pink's National Anthem in the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl. Wow. I've told that story on air before. It's a wild story the way it developed. Reba has done the anthem before. It feels like this price is right on the number. I would lean under, but I don't think there's any value to be found here. So what did you say? Good bet, bad bet? Under? Good over, bet. over, over 90 and a half I'd seconds. say bad bet. I go under, but, you know, it's just I'm flipping a coin. 90 and a half seconds, I think that's a manageable number. I like it as a good bet. And uh, listen, on the anthem, going to take the long way home a lot of times. I mean, we talked about that with DeMarcus Ware earlier. I'm going over 90 and a half seconds. That's a good bet. Yeah, she had 89 seconds in 99, na- national anthem. Wow. Ooh, Okay. You gotta wonder. In a few years, in between, maybe she's varied Slow it up down a, little a little bit, bit Reba. Yeah. Take your time, Reba. Mm-hmm. We're not in any rush, Reba. <laughs> Slow down with age. You never Take know. your time with that high note. Do you exactly. remember the time someone someone ended it once with "Brave, Brave"? Like they had the second "Brave," oh. and then it sent the sports books into a frenzy because everyone was yelling and screaming. <laughs> Next, Kyle Shanahan said this week his favorite color is orange for the Gatorade. So orange Gatorade plays plus 325. Good bet, bad bet. Hold on, context. Was he asked his favorite color or was he asked his favorite type of Gatorade? He was asked his favorite type of Gatorade. Sorry, I missed that. That's okay. I just want to make sure we have that clear because that's why the books moved on that. So Shanahan asked his favorite type of Gatorade. He didn't even know why anyone was asking. It's very clear why. He said orange, and then it's the good bet, bad bet on orange to win it. 325 plus 325. So what do you think? Uh, I don't love it because Kyle Shanahan's not the one who's going to be drinking the Gatorade throughout the game. It's not like they're putting in his favorite Gatorade and everyone else is like, what the hell is this? Coach likes it. Coach isn't playing. Yeah. No, I I 
totally agree. What would you go with? Uh, I would go with that's a bad bet. Just I, so you I would, if I had to pick one, I would probably go blue. Chiefs' first Super Bowl win with Patrick Mahomes was orange. Chiefs' second Super Bowl win was purple. Just okay. throwing that out there. Uh, tune into college basketball action tomorrow at Xavier hosting Creighton, presented by Robin Hood. Coverage begins 12 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Go, low and last one. Yeah, so I've been wanting to get this in all week. Nico Hardman was with the Jets in training camp. He was on Hard Knocks. The mentalist told him that he would win the Super Bowl over the 49ers. This final score would be 31 to 21. That is what the mentalist told him when he was with the Jets. Michael Harvin's now on the Chiefs. So, are you taking the final score squares to be Chiefs 1, 49ers 1? It pays 55 to 1. Good bet, bad bet. Oh, why not? I mean, you got to dabble there. I mean, just the fact that he's there. No, here's the thing you want to make a better payout? You can bet the exact score 31 21. You can do that. I couldn't find that anywhere. Don't worry. You can find it. It's out there. It's an even bigger payout. It's the most popular bet in terms of exact payouts because of that. Really? 3121. I'm sold on it. Let's it, do it. If Oz the Mentalist nails this, like that's it. That I mean, that solidifies his place in history with I mean, Abe Lincoln? Abe Lincoln I, I and mean, Oz the Mentalist? Contributions to society. <laughs> uh, I'd probably go Lincoln. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.